Hi everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Weekly DMC Podcast. I'm your host, Brian, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Jade Renee. Hello! Um, this is going to be a slightly different podcast this week because we're going to try and do as much of a continuation on last week's topic as possible. Part two. Um, but before we go into that, um, how have you been doing? Um, other than my head just itched, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> just gave it a nice tap you know um nice podcast podcast etiquette right there yeah um it's good yeah i just released my song do you on friday of last week and it's, the response is the response is weird okay so the response is good on the side of like all of my friends and followers on TikTok are really pushing it and that's awesome and I'm really happy about that and I'm like really proud that I like made a song that people are actually enjoying. It seems like people are like really vibing on it on this TikTok platform, which is awesome. Um, but like I'm not huge yet on TikTok, so I'm not getting like huge response. Where uh, I am getting huge response when I'm not getting like viral, you know what I mean? Um, but it's still cool to see these strange, absolute strangers, basically. Like, I've never met these people in my life, but it's like, they're actually my friends. It's weird. Um, liking my stuff, which is cool. But I am having difficulty with people that I actually, like, know in my life. Like, I actually went to school with them, or they're my family member, or they're my close, or supposed to be my close friends. Um... And I just feel like on that end, people are really not caring. And it's kind of discouraging And um, because I try to be, I'm a person that tries to be as supportive as possible for my friends and my family. And like if they're doing something, I'm all about like supporting that. I'm all about like sharing it with others. And like I'm an artist and especially, if the, stop doing that. <laughs> Sorry, you can hear it. Sorry. Um, back to this um oh my fucking god all right here we go as an artist um especially in this pandemic right now where everything's like shut down and like we're not making any money like you should be supporting your artist friends in any way that you can I'm doing the same for you and it's free to listen to a song like everyone has Spotify or everyone has Apple Music it's free. You pay your whatever seven ninety nine a month, and you can listen to any song you want for free after that. But guess what? You give me like point ten cents, and you listen to it. So like, at least listen to it once for me, and at least, at least do that. You don't even have to share it, but at least, or just let me know that you care. And and the response has grown as the days are going by, but especially the first day it came out no one really I didn't seem like anyone really cared and I put anyone who's an artist knows you put your heart and soul into your projects and it's just really disheartening to see the people that are supposed to be behind you or pretend to be not actually care um and I am trying not to take it as hard as I am I guess because I understand that 
once again we are in a pandemic and people are living a really hard life right now and there's serious things going on behind this and maybe I don't know what's going on behind the scenes in people's lives so like they could be going through a really tough time and they don't have time to like listen to my song or they don't have time to share it blah 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 blah. I absolutely understand that and acknowledge that so I'm trying to see it from that point as well but it is it's still pretty hard and I think it's okay that it's a little hard on me and I'm not trying to shit on those people because they don't deserve to be shit on but it but if you are one of those people and you haven't taken the time and you preach about like supporting artists and being like whatever just practice what you preach and show other artists some love and that's all I'm gonna say on that but um other than that the song is (laughs) going well I'm really proud of it and I'm excited for my upcoming album yeah. So, yeah. I hit 5K on TikTok. I don't know if I said that in the last one. Well, you're almost at 6. At almost at 6K now. I'm really trying to push. Okay, this is crazy. If you listen to my podcast and you don't follow me on TikTok, which is not true, everyone who listens to this podcast definitely follows me on TikTok. But um, if you don't and you listen to this podcast for some reason and don't follow me on TikTok, go follow me on TikTok because I'm really pushing to get to 10K by Valentine's Day, which is a crazy 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 goal and I don't think it's actually gonna happen but like hey I'm gonna manifest it because I don't know I just deserve I'm seeing all these people on TikTok and they are great at what they're doing but I'm just seeing a lot of people who are doing just the same thing as me and they have like hundreds of followers like 100k or 40k and I'm and I'm okay with where I'm at. And so I'm saying I'm grateful for where I'm at. I'm grateful for the people that I have. But I'm just like having, I guess I'm just having a tough time being like, I'm doing just as much as you, if not more. And I just, I feel like I deserve, I deserve a bit more clout. <laughs> <laughs> but not, but I, and I mean that in the most humble way possible. I think what you're actually talking about rather than clout is just recognition. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean that and recognition in the most humble way possible. I am so grateful for what I do have. So don't get that twisted. Um, yeah, just keep in mind that you were at like 4,000 in like late December. I, I understand. It's just hard. It's just hard seeing someone who was at 40K a month ago get to 100K. And I, and I know I have to trust the process. So I'm trusting the process. But let me just rant a bit, okay? Let me just rant a bit. I'm ranting in the most positive way possible. (laughs) In the humblest way possible, if that makes any sense. So that's it on TikTok and um, my song. I I posted a new YouTube video last week. If you didn't go check... If you didn't go watch that, go check that out. Um, I'm going to be recording another YouTube video here this week. But yeah, YouTube is on the back burner a bit. I'm going to post there when I want to post there. I'm not going to force myself to post videos. Yeah, it's kind of like what we said. It seems like more of your own video diary at the moment. Yeah, yeah, than, I mean, and you got to double down on what's actually working well. Yeah, and I think I'm going to start on OnlyFans as well. And I think that'll be up by the next week or something. And I'm going to use OnlyFans in the way I want to use OnlyFans. It's not going to be just scandalous pictures i'm gonna be posting i feel like i'm gonna be posting a lot of more like me talking to the camera and having just open conversations where i wouldn't be able to post that type of content on my youtube channel because i'll be talking about things that 
isn't YouTube friendly. So I am going to be a hoe, but I'm also going to be a hoe with thoughts and feelings. A hoe with thoughts and feelings. There's some merch right there. (laughs) Anyways, um, that's all I've got. Any news for you today, uh, this week? Any news from you this week? I'm having a hard time. Uh, Not really. I mean, it's just stuck in lockdown. Mm Mm-hmm. Super busy in work, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to get that PS5. Trying to get the Literally PS5. Literally all he does is spend, and his free time is just spend time searching for PS5s on his computer. Um, yeah, like, I mean, we tried to, I tried to reintroduce some kind of Animal Crossing last night. That that was a bit of a fail, a bit of a flop. That um, was kind of fun. <laughs> for the seven minutes that uh-huh. you played it. Um, you know, it's, I'm doing, doing my best trying to stay busy, trying to stay positive. Um, you get a lot of mixed information at the moment about COVID in Dublin because or in Ireland as a whole because in in one sense the numbers are continuing to go down but then they're also saying because there's been such a high rate of infection for a sustained period of time that the actual likelihood that you're like in proximity or could be like a close contact to somebody who could potentially have been exposed at some point is like basically at an all-time high so like at the moment we're i think at what they consider the worst infection rate in europe so that's cool um and it's it's hard because like again maybe that's wrong you know that's just one piece of content that i read on online and you have to take everything with a pinch of salt because it's just like a lot of mixed messages and lot of contradicting statements being made Mm -hmm. but um for the most part i'm hoping that the numbers continue to go down and that the overall narrative kind of becomes a little less scary yeah (laughs) and then with a bit of luck the the gyms will open up in the next few weeks and i mean honestly if the gyms and (gasps) the workspaces would just open up um, and everything else like i feel bad for the hospitality workers i you know the the hotels the restaurants all that kind of stuff i mean i feel bad for it but if they stayed closed until the summer and our gym and our workspace would open at least i think it would be better for us in terms of our routine and our mental health and and everything yeah but so. that's just us it's not fair to <laughs> i mean i guess this podcast is about our personal opinions yeah. and what we would want but like yeah know. i don't know it's like i i do feel like f- in general my outlook is pretty bright today um my energy's good even though i kind of yes, like I, I stayed up like late last night because you I did well late ish i couldn't really sleep um couldn't really pass out uh, but in general i actually feel pretty rested pretty good so yeah and um, no complaints really from my side late <laughs> other than being in a, wor- a global pandemic i'm sure that's everybody <laughs> that's everybody so all right, so we should, should we dive into the topic of discussion? Jive? Should we jive? Dive? Dive. dive. <laughs> should we dive into the topic of discussion? Yeah. No, we can do that. Um, so, I mean, where we left off was you basically explaining uh, everything to a certain extent that you've been through and... and that... Yeah, I, I got basically until I moved to Ireland and that's kind of when the evolution really shifted yeah that was basically it you were about to talk on the flip side everything from last week was about 
kind of giving the not so um not so great details about like everything that had that could potentially have created some resistance against your confidence to mm-hmm. this point and that you were about to go into the other side of things so that's where we're at yeah so like i was saying i i moved to ireland about two years ago and i moved here with um one second i moved here with like um hope i think there was like lots of hope like and it was like a fresh start. I was ready to change. And unfortunately, I think the first few months I was like pretending that there was like a difference and I was pretending that there was change and I was pretending, but really I just slipped. It was like, it was really sneaky. I like sneakily slipped just right back into the same patterns that I was doing in New York, not working as much obviously, but it was like the flip side. It was like, because I wasn't working at like, I didn't have like a nine to five kind of job. I just sat in bed all day. Like you would go to work. Like it was, I'm going to be honest. When we lived into, lived in that apartment in town, I literally would just lay in bed and lay in bed until like noon, get up, have some type of snack, probably something not like, healthy at all then sit on the couch and sing until you got home and then when you got home i would sing some more yeah that was it that was all i was doing yeah and i it was like a nice break from like i was like rejuvenating myself from new york i guess but it was also very lazy and also i think i did it because i was scared but you had nothing else to do i had nothing else to do also i was the like i moved here i didn't know anyone blah 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 but, like, I think also that dove me into, like, a deeper depression and made my confidence even lower. But it was, like, I sneakily did it. I didn't realize at the time. Yeah. And, um, but I think I did it because my, I did that because my confidence was so low that I was, like, well, this is all I can do. Instead, where I could have been, I could have been, like, going out and trying to make friends and, and like. Posting on TikTok. Posting, well. <laughs> Yeah, at that point, there was no chance of me making a TikTok. Um, but I could have been, like, going out to events and trying to, like, meet up with people. Granted, I didn't have a phone, a working phone, so there was that. But, um, yeah, I definitely was not living up to my potential. I wasn't writing music, really. You wrote a couple of songs. I wrote a few songs, but it wasn't, like... I don't know. It just wasn't what it was. Then... There was a whole scandal with we had to move out of that apartment and we moved into the bedroom in his parents' house for a little bit. And then I think that's when I realized that I was too comfortable in being like uncomfortable, if that makes sense. Like I realized I was just, again, spending my whole day upstairs in the bed and i think you were also a little shy still Mm -hmm. but that's lack of confidence yeah i was shy i was like i didn't want to be around his parents so i would like just stay up i would make the only time i would go downstairs is like to make a sandwich or something and then i'd bring it back upstairs (laughs) i know my mom would tell me (laughs) like i tried to get her to like come down and do something but like she just kind of grabbed it and went back upstairs (laughs) 
Yeah, I just, I didn't want to be in anyone's way. Yeah. So I felt like I was Harry Potter and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> under the stairs. It is, I mean, in fairness, in one in one way, looking back on that, it is kind of crazy to see how much things had changed then. Yeah. Because, like, that's pretty wild. Like, we, I mean, we dove into this thing and then we had nothing really organized. And then we thought we were getting somewhere. We got completely torpedoed, ended up back here for a bit. Like, yeah. Like yeah, that, well, I think that, that was a rocky first six months of oh, like, trying to get our shit together. Absolutely. I wasn't confident within myself. So I wasn't confident enough to go talk to his parents, like his mom and dad. So I would just stay upstairs. But I did spend that time. I think that's when I was like, okay, I can't keep doing this. Like, it got to a point where I was like, this is not who I am. Because who I am as a person, even though I am shy and I lack confidence, is I'm a doer. I get things done. And I wasn't getting anything done. Yeah. So that's when um, I was like, Brian, we got to get me, like, doing stuff. Like, I think I was like, all right, I got to be making music. I moved here to make music and I'm not making music. And it's been how many months? Um... So I started writing more music. I forced him to like finally get me to meet this one girl who was making music here. And through that one girl, I met a producer and I started working um, in the production studio at least once a week. And I made my first single kamikaze. By that point, we were like, we cannot live upstairs anymore. And his parents' friends had a Shomra out in their like backyard that was just done up and it was very small and there was a ton of spiders (laughs) and there was a little bit of mold um but it was our own it was like our own place and it felt like it was the first our own place like we didn't have to leave we was the second our own place no 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 no. i don't count the first one that was not our own place that was just like (laughs) we tried to make it our own place but it wasn't it didn't feel like it was our place yeah not to me not to me, it didn't. I I knew it was too good to be true. I knew this wasn't it. Like, But the shed felt like it was our own place. I got to put my personal touches on it. I got to, like, as much as I could, I guess. But, like, we were there for over eight months. Like, it felt like it was a legit spot. Yeah. Um, that's, that's the place I finished Kamikaze. I did some... I, like got to meet people through my song. I did a big single release, um, p- like party slash show off slash I think, show. I think that actually, honestly, could, you could think of that as the turning point. That like Yeah, I think all of the, like, once I started making the song Kamikaze, once I started doing that, and it's funny because Kamikaze was halfway written when I first moved here. But then I like got serious and finished it. And once I started getting into the studio, that was like the buildup. And then that show that I did yeah. was the first stepping, like the actual stepping stone to the next tier that I was in. And I feel like that's when I gained a certain form of confidence back because I proved to myself with that show because that was my first show I ever did in Ireland. And back and in New York. epic. And yeah, and back in New York, I was doing shows like all the time, like once a week at least I was performing. But this is like eight months into being in Ireland and this was my first time performing again. And it was, I was nervous. I was so nervous. <laughs> I thought I was going to puke, which is like so weird for me because 
Well, I don't know. I have, I've always had stage fright, but then I like got over it when I moved to New York and was performing all the time because I had to, but then it built back up when I moved to Ireland and I was nervous. But then the minute I started singing my first song, it all went like went away. And then I like proved to myself with that, that I am a performer. And I felt like that's when I first, like that was a, a, it's a stone inside me, if that makes sense. Like that is a building block within me. I will never not be a performer. Yeah. And, oh, my tummy is rumbling. I'm hungry. Um, And I think I proved it to myself with that show because I loved the way it felt. I always knew that I loved the way it felt, but I was like, I was nervous because this was the first time I was performing my own music. And I was like, oh, I like this. And it was like... We had a great turnout. It was a great turnout. It was definitely a building block. So... That's one of my first advices for you is if you're good at something, which everyone is good at something, right? Put yourself out there because you, it happens. You're, you're going to crash and burn. Like I've had horror stories with auditioning. I've had horror stories with performances. You are going to crash and burn, but then there are going to be those moments like I had with that show that are going to shine so bright that it's going to mask all of that like. No one for no one remembers the losses. No one exactly. No one remembers the losses. So if you're good at stuff, whether that is a sport, sewing, dancing, singing, video games, any the one thing that you're good at, put it out there. There's always an there's always a space for something yeah. that you're doing, whether it's Twitch, whether it's YouTube, whether it's blah blah blah, whatever. Do that. Yeah, but I, I would take it a step back before you even said that, and something to to, use, to something to what you said there about. I think a big thing about building confidence is proving those things to yourself. Yeah, I think I always say that that like, you know, if you want to get yourself out, out of a rut, then make a promise to yourself and keep that promise to I yourself. I think it's important to make that promise and make sure it feels uncomfortable like be (laughs) in a different way because i know i said i was comfortable in the comfortable uncomfortableness but this is a different type of uncomfortable i'm talking about like this is the scary uncomfortable and i think it's important to push yourself into that scary uncomfortable yeah and then when you go and do that like i mean that's i mean you can start small you can say right for the next week i'm gonna get up at 6 Mm a.m and you just say right i'm gonna do that and then when you've done that for seven days in a row and you said you were going to do it, then you're like, cool, what else can mm-hmm. I do? Like, I kept that promise to myself. Okay, yeah. cool, I'm going to put out one YouTube video this week or I'm yeah, going to do one project this week and see how that feels. Okay, cool, I did that. Mm-hmm. Let's do two, let's do three. Let's reach out to 10 people and talk about this. Yeah. Let's reach out to people that I know might be able to help me. It's like, it's what you said about building blocks, but it starts with that first kind of decision. Like you said about like <laughs> we were kind of in our haze the first six seven months that we were here where we we're just like surviving and trying to figure out like what the hell we're gonna do and like our living ex- like situations changing all the time your kind of i guess direction feeling a little bit like like lost mm-hmm. or all over the place but like when you finally got to that point where you're like okay enough is enough here like yeah it's been nice to <laughs> sit in bed all day it's been nice to like it's been nice to at least give myself time to recharge but now 
it's time to put things into action. Yeah. It's time to rem- rem- remind myself who I am. Like, that's what I'm getting from what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And the funny thing is also, my next thing is, if there are things that you want to try out for your aesthetic, yourself, give it a try. If it doesn't work out, cool. Like experiment. Yeah, experiment with your, like, aesthetic and what you want. If it doesn't work, if that aesthetic doesn't work for you, cool, throw it out, try the next one. Like, at least for me, especially, I have so many different types of aesthetics that I like to do. I am a morphing being. You're a, chame- you're a chameleon. I'm a sure. chameleon, for sure. Like, one day, I'm very proper and, like, wearing, like, a vintage 50s style dress. Like the right next, now. Like, right now, that's what I'm wearing. The next day, I'm in a ho-ass outfit. Like, leather pants, lingerie top, ho, 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 ho. And then the next day, I'm in a really quirky, like, overall suit. Like, I... What you're saying is that you take a lot of, like, a lot of different energy from the way you're presenting uh, yeah. on the basis. And I think that's also due to my mental health, like, just the way... And I don't think it's actually a bad thing, but, like, I suffer for borderline personality. It's not suffer. I have. That's the wrong word. I have borderline personality um, disorder, which means I like to not be a different person, but like I, I can change my emotions very quickly, but that also makes me a very like intense loving person. But also, yeah, I think that's Just part of the a lot of outlets, outlets. And I think that's part of my chameleon is cause I love style and I love fashion. So I like to try different things and it's a cool if you have one aesthetic, but I feel like a lot of people are really scared to go full into like their aesthetic. And I think it's cool. Like, I think it's important actually to go full into your aesthetic because it really grounds you in who you are, the way you present yourself. Yeah. Um, so the reason I'm saying this is the day before I did my show, I actually started my, um, half sleeve. I went and sat for six hours and got my half sleeve, like basically done. Um, and then I performed a two-hour show the next day, which is kind of wild. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was swollen. It was crazy. But it was awesome. And I think that also signified something for me. Because I wanted I wanted uh, a sleeve for my whole life. But in New York, in college, in Fallerville, I always was like, I can't do that. Because it's not going to be good for my career. Or people are going to judge me and think I'm... Oh, like a hooligan or I think they're gonna think I'm a like a bad person you know what I mean like yeah. I, but like I moved here and I was like that's not fucking true just because I have a tattoo or just because I like to show off I like tattoos or I like to do body modifications that doesn't mean I'm a bad person no. and it doesn't mean I'm less talented and like if someone doesn't want to hire me my talent because I have a tattoo then I don't want to be part of your production anyways yeah. do you know what I mean so I fucking did it. Then I performed, and it was like this big signifying moment. Um, but I don't know about you, but I'm a I'm a person that once something big happens, I have really bad like postpartum. <laughs> it's not postpartum. Yeah, well, it's kind of like, just it's it's like um what it's like a anticlimax. Yeah, yeah. Once the climatic thing happens, I can get really depressed. So mm. if you're like that too, I think it's really important, mm. especially, and that affects my confidence because I'm like, okay, what's next? I'm only as good as my next biggest thing. And I, 
And I think that's something I need to work on. I don't think that's a good... I think no, it's... No, it's not a good thing because you're... That's what I, I've been saying to you recently is like as busy and creative and productive and committed and consistent of you, as you've been in these last seven, eight, nine months, if you stop doing all of those things tomorrow, it doesn't mean that you have zero value. Mm-hmm. Like you're just as valuable as amazing as creative as wonderful uh, and when you're being productive yeah. as when you're not so and i agree with that with like i can see that in other people but i have a, still have a hard time seeing that within myself and that's and i don't have the answer for you guys yet on that because i don't know but my advice for you if you are someone like me who is I'm only good as my next best thing is before before you finish that big climatic thing, already have plans in place for your next big thing. And I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but that's my advice to you because that's what I, that's how I kind of get myself out of the rut. So I knew right after Kamikaze, I wanted to get it back into the studio right away and start working on my next song. And that's what I did, unfortunately. We're going to fast forward because that's what I did for a long time. Oh, and then I also, right before, like, right when I started working on Kamikaze, we started going to the gym. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm someone who, like I said in the last podcast, I suffer a lot with my body issues. And I think that stems from the trauma that I've gone through. Um, So the gym was a great outlet for me to... um, to like, I don't know, I don't want to say like get skinny, because that wasn't like, I guess that was the goal in my brain, but really it became something more, much more than that for me. It actually became like my therapy before I finally got into therapy. Yeah, it's like the whole idea of like something being cathartic, like it's a, it's something that is, I guess, that creates some kind of resistance that allows you to to release something yeah, yeah, that's yeah. you know inside of you. So I think it's also important. I think, literally, I think it's important to move your body every day, whether that's a walk, whether that's going to the gym like me, whatever, blah blah blah. Um, because I think that does build confidence when you can prove, especially with weightlifting for me, when I can prove that I can leg press. Like, let's, like, press more than I, like, PR my, like, press than from the week before. Like, keep pushing myself for the new goals. Like, that builds confidence within yeah. myself. And then when you're getting stronger, you'll be more confident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's to the point now where I, I've i taken it to an extreme, for sure. And I'm, that's something that I'm working on in 2022. But I actually like... 2022? 2021, sorry. I don't know why I said 2022. <laughs> I'm ready to skip a year, apparently. Um, we all are too. Yeah, fucking hell. But like, I think it was important for me to work that hard and get to that extreme to prove to myself that I can. And me proving to myself that I could, but gave me more confidence. And now I'm to a point where I'd like to maintain my my physical skinniness, if that makes sense. Your physique. My physique, but I want to get stronger. Yeah. So I want to build more muscle without gaining fat. And that's my new goal. But I need to find a way to do that 
in a more healthy way because I definitely have taken it to the extreme and we can talk about my eating disorder on a different this is not what that's about so um <laughs> but I think one of the other important things to mention in terms of you building confidence is definitely your ability to try new things like you started like started with baking yeah um which is well, something I'm gonna get there you know okay well I'm just saying that that's a Let's bookmark yeah, that as something bookmark that's Bookmark it important. for sure. Um, I'm, I'm almost there. But uh, I started weightlifting and that built confidence because I was getting stronger. I was seeing the physical changes that I wanted. So if that is a goal for you, I know I was scared, so scared in the past to go to the gym because I was scared I was going to be judged. I was scared I was going to not fit in. I was scared that I would do it and nothing would change. And so... Because I was so scared, that's what held me back. Where if I did that back in New York, who knows what my confidence would have been. Like, who knows how many of the other bad decisions I chose instead of doing this good decision because I was too scared. Um, And if that's something you're struggling with, just fucking do it. No one actually is watching you at the gym. No no one cares. No one gives a fuck. And if they are, and if they are, they are the pricks. You, they are the assholes. They are the people that are wrong. It's not you. And I think that's super important to say. Um, So yes, I started going to the gym. I was working on Work of Art, which is a single, I mean, a song that will be on my album. Um, And I was like basically done. And then boom, 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 the pandemic hit. Yeah, well, you didn't mention that also before the pandemic hit, you had also... Oh, I was building my, I was building up my repertoire and my, like, you had, like, you had like four or five different gigs that were I was putting myself out there yeah I was putting myself out there I, or over the soul region I was doing I did a show at Cheney I was working with bands and stuff as being background singers I was building my list of people that like wanted to work with me and knew I was good yeah and, and like so and then yes the pandemic hit and all of that went away and I kind of was like I have to start all over yeah and you know what? It sucked for yeah. the first two months. Yeah. The first two months, I sat around and I got really depressed. And the only thing I was doing was working out. And my whole life revolved around me working out because that's the only thing I held as my worth. And it got me through and I'm happy that working out got me through because if I didn't have working out, I don't know what the fuck would have happened. So... And my, but my confidence again was at an all time low because I, I had nothing to prove to myself again. And again, I'm working on that, but you know what? I took that and I was like, one day I just woke up because I woke up and I was like, I'm not going to fucking do this anymore because I want 20. I promised to myself that 2020 was going to be my year. I did. Remember? And everyone said that. Yeah. And everyone said that, but I said that 2020 was going to be my year. And I was like, it is now halfway through 2020. And what has been my year? Like, what has, what have I done that's been my year? And I said, fuck that. And I, and it got, and I think it got to the point because I was so depressed, like to the point that I went to, I had a, I had to go to the doctor hospital one night because it got, yeah, it just got really bad. And I think it was basically that day. And I woke up the next morning and I was like, I'm not fucking doing this anymore. Yeah, like, but I mean, this is the ups and downs of 
dealing with mental health issues, dealing with a global pandemic, like trying to figure things out on the fly. Sometimes you need to hit rock bottom to find the light. Yeah, no, Um, for sure. I mean, I could, we could all watch a thousand hours of motivational videos that tell you that. That like the best thing about rock bottom is that the only thing you can do is, is go up, up yeah. from there. But like, so don't be afraid of rock bottom. Hit that bottom. <laughs> no, it's more like don't be afraid of it because beautiful things will come yeah. from the struggle. Absolutely. You know, like I finally since then, from that moment, I finally gave into something that I was terrified of doing, and honestly, it wasn't my choice. So I'm gonna give Brian this. But he forced me to get therapy. He forced yeah. me to go to therapy. And so I... But you know what? He forced me I to do that. I strongly suggest. No, you forced me. You <laughs> definitely signed me up and forced me and basically sat me down on the chair. You basically put fucking super glue on my ass and sat me down on the chair, locked me in the room. You're like, all right, your therapy session. Because I, I started using BetterHelp. And BetterHelp, if you want to... um sponsor me i actually am using you without any sponsorship so hi um so i started better help and i found my therapist tiffany and i sat down with her on the first day and i was like honestly i don't want to fucking do this i basically straight up she was like we talked now and she's like yeah the first day you were like looked like you were gonna shit yourself and you were mean <laughs> Yeah, you, you can get like that sometimes. But, but then the second time she's like, but then the second time I met you, you looked like you were going to shit yourself and you were like, looked like you were about to cry. So it was like two different people that she met on the first, yeah. on the first two weeks. But I think that's also my border, borderline shit. Anyways, so I sat down and had therapy and it was the most scariest thing I had, I've ever done basically in my life because I was like talking to some random bitch on a screen. <laughs> Tiffany, you're not a bitch. I just call people bitch when it's like, I call people bitches in an endearing way. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I don't think she's listened to the podcast. No. Um, but maybe she is. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm just, I have to do this because I'm going to trigger warning. I'm going to kill myself if I don't do this. And um, yeah, we just started kind of going through the traumas that I brought up and like breaking those down and it was nice because I finally had someone that would just listen to my fucking problems and uh, not judge me on them. Maybe she is judging me behind my back. I don't fucking know. But like, I it, don't think so. it didn't feel like I was being judged and it gave me confidence because I found out that, yes, I'm crazy. I am crazy, but I'm not psycho, which is important because being psycho is a whole different fucking thing. There are people who are actually psycho. Or like, they've got issues. <laughs> they've got... And there's not a problem if you are psycho or... What's the other one? Um, sociopath. Sociopath. And, but there's not issues because there's people who live perfectly normal lives who are sociopaths get by and they don't kill people and blah, blah, blah. It's fine. Um, but I am not one of those things. And what I'm going through is perfectly normal for the for what I've gone through in my life. What I'm doing to cope is perfectly normal. And now I have, and Tiffany is teaching me how to use different skills to cope with the traumas that I'm going through. Um, Because I didn't know, I didn't, I wasn't taught like good 
coping mechanisms. mechanisms to deal with. So I just made them up on the fly and they were there to protect me. So I should be thankful for those coping mechanisms. Yeah, but they don't have to be. But they don't, I don't have to use them going forward. And that's going to be, that is going to be an ongoing challenge for the rest of my life because those are so instilled in me that they will always be there. Like what I call Edaj will always be within me. And I'm proud of her and I love her. Yeah. And, but I can now use other skills to cope. And that gave me confidence because I was like, oh, I'm a strong bitch to have made it this far. And now I'm learning things that will help me ride these waves easier. Like, you know, because I'm a surfer girl. Um, <laughs> so, like, I think everyone should be in therapy, even if you don't have all the fucking issues that I have. Like, even if you aren't normal, if you have a normal brain, which no one has a normal brain. But, like, I just think it's cool to be able to just talk to some random person for an hour. If you can afford it, because I know therapy is super expensive. Well, better help is not, it's pretty manageable compared to actual. It's still too expensive for some people. Yeah. So if you can afford therapy, I recommend it for everyone because that truly did help. Um, and so I started therapy, which helped me gain confidence, like I said. And then I started talking to my sister, who is a producer. And I was like, listen... I said 2020 is going to be my year, so, and I don't want to work with this producer that I was working with, no offense to him, he's wonderful, but he just, I don't think we understood our, each other enough, and I knew my sister would understand my... Here's a random question, uh, sorry to interrupt you, do you think that Kamikaze would have sounded different if you did it with Kendall instead of him? Yeah. That's really, it's crazy to think what that might have actually been like. Maybe that would be a fun activity. Yeah, that would be a fun, like, if I re... Yeah, remastered yeah. And it. And I love, and I love what it came out of Kamikaze. Yeah. I'm not saying that at all. I think it's cool, and I think it's it's still going to be on my album. Yeah. Like, it's cool. I just think it would have been, it would have been different. The way my, and I think it's cool too. I want in the future to work with other producers other than my sister still. Because I think it's cool how two brains can make... A yeah. cool thing but like at least for my first album i think it's important to work with my sister who understands how my brain works because our brains work very similar similarly so we started working on a song that we wrote together like a year before so i scrapped work of art completely <laughs> and we started working on streets and that was really cool because i felt like i was getting um oh what's the word not acknowledge acknowledgement, I guess, for um, how talented I was with that song because my sister believed in that song, and I felt like it was the first time, not the first time, but a, one of the few times that someone saw my potential within my songwriting skills and me as a singer, like. I feel like a lot of people have seen me as just this girl who can sing Broadway songs and has a big belting voice and that's it. Where I can, I believe that I can manipulate my voice to sound different on whatever emotion I'm trying to portray in that moment. And I think my sister understood that and I felt acknowledged by that and that gave me lots of confidence um, 
to make streets. And when I started doing streets, that's kind of when Brian finally, because Brian throughout this whole process has been like, you should make a TikTok. You should get on TikTok. TikTok would help you grow, blah, blah, blah. So then I finally made a TikTok and I learned. A year later. Yes. And I learned some Lizzo dance routine and I posted it. And it did all right for like my first post. And I started doing it and I realized how much I liked it. Because mm. um, it was just, it was like little blips of time that I got to be whoever the fuck I wanted to be in that moment. And that's truly who I am. Is I just want to be whoever the fuck I want to be in a moment. And it's different day to day, hour to hour. And TikTok gave me that. Mm. Um, and. Now I'm at a point where I'm getting acknowledgement, not only from my sister, not only from you, not only from my family, but from thousands of people who understand, literally, literally, who understand me and love me for who I am. And what I'm trying to get at at this point is if you are around people who don't support you and acknowledge you for who you are. Get the fuck out of there because that brings you down. Abs- like, it brings you fucking down and you believe them. And I'm a person that I like to bring my own self down. My brain likes to bring me down. So being around people who also bring me down, it's just like, it's just awful. But I liked being around those people because it was like they were confirming what was in my brain. Where now that I'm surrounding myself with people who love me for me, I'm starting to recognize within myself that I should love me for me. And and if you're around people who don't love you for you, get the fuck out of that situation. Like if you're having to constantly justify your decisions, it might not even be as direct as like you're a piece of shit. No, like no. but like if you're being around people that like if you talk about something that you're passionate about and they go, "Oh, that's stupid." Or and they're kind of trying to put down those passion projects or you talk about how you want to improve and become a better person and they're constantly trying to put a limit on that mm-hmm. and say oh well that that's not really possible like that's all well mm-hmm. and good but like that's that only happens for x amount of people or you know if there's if they're always just going to try and put a limit to what you can achieve on every single thing you're trying to talk yeah. about in their presence even if they're not directly saying fuck you they basically are yeah. saying fuck you to the kind of person you deserve to be and the kind of things you are capable of achieving so get the fuck away from those people yep absolutely and yeah i just think that's really important because i'm a person like i was saying is i had so many friends growing up that i thought were my best friends but in reality and i'm kind of only realizing it now in reality they never were my friends they were just they liked passing time they were passing time and they liked to be around me because they knew that they could suck up my energy because they were sad too yeah and I think sad people associate with sad people because it's your trauma bonding, your you're feeling acknowledged and recognized in a weird way, but all they're doing is sucking your energy and you're sucking theirs, and it's just a recipe for disaster. And so many of my best friends growing up only wanted me around because it I was the ugly best friend to them, and they would purposely put me down. Or they would invite me to go out to clubs. And they wouldn't feel threatened by you. And they wouldn't feel threatened. Exactly. Instead of 
loving, actually genuinely loving me and wanting a real relationship with me. And there are people out there that want to be your friend. Yeah. I want to be your friend. If you're listening, message me. I want to be your friend. I love everyone. And there are genuine people, but there are so many snakes too. And a lot of those snakes aren't actually bad people. They're just... Trying to figure it out just like everybody else. Also, I was a snake. I'm being completely honest. I was best friends with people who were doing that to me, but then I was that also that best friend for someone else. Yeah. You know, like, it's just this, it's kind of like that bully cycle. Yeah, like, but I mean, I wouldn't, you, I would say it's more like people, although we always want to do the right thing, like, it's so much easier to, to not be, do yeah, that. Yeah. And it's almost like, basically what we're coming down to with all of these different examples of how, what you can do to be happier and to be more confident they're all things we know we should be doing yeah like but it's so easy just not to make that decision like to not get up early to not go work out to not eat healthy yeah. to, to not reach out to that person it's, all of it is pushing outside of your uncomfortable zone because yeah. Every time you do it, you grow a little bit more. And every time you grow, your confidence within yourself grows. Yeah. So I think, and that's where I'm basically at, is I'm trying to push myself every day to be a little uncomfortable. And then the final thing we'll talk about is what we bookmarked earlier. Oh, yeah. So some of the things, that's perfect. (laughs) Some of the things that have made me uncomfortable, but have made me grow because of the uncomfortableness are some of the hobbies that I've picked up which are baking um i really wanted to learn how to bake i had no idea how to fucking do it i (laughs) you really didn't i really didn't (laughs) i really didn't um i i growing up i never really learned how to cook or bake from my family we were pretty i think it stems from a lot of things i grew up middle class lower middle class i don't want to say poor because there, I definitely wasn't like, I was poor in my brain, <laughs> but I was, I know that there are people who are way more poor and have a hard, way harder times than I did. But like a lot, my parents were always busy. They were always working. Like they both had nine to five jobs. So when we would eat dinner, it was kind of like whatever was thrown together. And that was that. And I wasn't a picky eater. So I just ate it and I didn't really care about food and nutrition and whatever then I moved to New York I became a vegan like I said and once I learned how to once I was a vegan I needed to learn how to cook because I couldn't afford Whole Foods fucking pre-made shit all the time who the fuck do you think I am I'm a poor New Yorker so I learned how to cook and it was really fun and it was actually super easy to learn how to cook and then I moved here and I was bored and I needed a hobby in quarantine and I was like I'm gonna learn how to fucking bake and it it was fucking hard. I had many times where I was disappointed and... <laughs> cake gate. Cake, cake gate. And my... It, yeah. There was one day that I was trying to make a cake and it didn't work out and I was having a bad mental health day. And so um, I cake took... Gate. I took the cake batter and I threw it against the wall. But you know what? That was a bad day, but then I took that bad day, and the next day I tried again. Yeah. And it worked. Oh, and it, like, learning to, like, not succeed and then 
try again. Again, another very typical thing that we know is true, but we it's like people give out about cliches, but they're all true. They're all fucking true. And now I'm a pretty fucking good baker. Yeah. I got a Karen, which is my KitchenAid. That's crazy to think that you we got that. I got that for you in quarantine. Month two of quarantine. Yeah. Like April. Yeah. And that was like the best thing ever. Oh my god, I love Karen. I love Karen. Um, and since then I've learned how to make bread. I've made cakes. I got really into like baking cakes. I'm still not a good decorator. That's a 2021 goal is to like get better at like decorating my goods. Because now I'm like down. I've got Flavor Town. Great. Flavor Town's down awesome. Down Flavor Town. <laughs> um, so now it's learning how to decorate. Um and so that was one of the things I learned. Um, working out was another hobby and skill. TikTok. TikTok was another hobby and skill. I'm just saying, like, hobbies help you make you feel confident. Um, what else? And now my biggest, now my next hobby is um, I'm learning how to sew. And it's going. <laughs> <laughs> it's going the exact same way that every other hobby did in the very beginning. Exactly. That's exactly. what you need to understand is, like, when you baked the first two or three times, Oof. you probably weren't great at it. I wasn't. Imagine. And, and Remember then... those fucking cookies and shit I made? <laughs> the ones that had all the fucking cinnamon and clove. And I'd be like, mmm. <laughs> Are you telling me you didn't like those now? <laughs> no, they were okay. <laughs> they were like, they were they were edible. But, mm, but you've gotten a lot better. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I don't know where to end this, but you have some words of wisdom to words of wisdom i would just like recap what we're what we've been talking about is um you know basically there are easy steps that you can you can take to be to go towards becoming more confident i think next week i'll probably tell a bit more yeah we'll do part three and that'll be brian's story both I would say surround yourself with better people. Yes. Well, before that, establish a better routine. Yes. So, like, get more sleep, drink more water. Drink water, stay hydrated, (laughs) babies. That really does help. Yeah. I promise you. Drink more water, eat healthy food, get active, even if that means 20 minutes of, or 30 minutes of a walk a a day. I don't mean doing hit classes every fucking day, if that's not your thing. So, yeah. So, establish your routine, keep promises to yourself, start small. Uh, you know, surround yourself with better people that are actually trying to encourage you. And and, and I'm here for you, babes. If you need it, reach out to me. I'm um, one of those people. Get therapy. Get therapy. <laughs> and um, yeah, try new try new things try new and put things. yourself out there. That's kind of there. That's kind of the summary. Mm-hmm. But in general, I would say just bring it back to the very basics. What is what is one or two things that you can do each day that would make you feel good about yourself? And if you can do that every day over time, uh, I remember seeing uh, a stat where if you got 1% better every single day because of compounding, by the end of year one, you'll be 3,887% better than when you started. There you go. So that's, that's a lot. So There you go. So there you go. That's where we'll end it for today. Um, I guess the question would be, what's your biggest takeaway from this episode? Yeah. Um, and we will see you guys next week where you'll hear a little bit more from me. Yep. So you can follow us at Weekly DMC Podcast. Um, Brian's at Irish Knicks Fan. I'm Jade Renee Official basically everywhere except Twitter. I'm Jade Renee 96. Um, JadeRenee Music.com if you want to see what I'm doing music-wise. And, ooh, I don't think I... 
I definitely need to update my music page. I'll do that tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, just thought about that. Um, and uh, follow me on TikTok, Jade Renee Official. Go stream Do You out now. Woohoo! And we will see you all tomorrow. Get fucked, Stacy, and stay right. Mm.